Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. No matter where you may find yourself as you listen to this, and welcome. Uh, I'd like to say, well, let me start by saying congratulations to your 2017 NCAA Men's College Basketball National Champions, the North Carolina Tar Heels. You listen to another episode of It's a Black and White Thing. I am your host, A1. Um, as always, you can listen to this show and all episodes of this show um, at soundcloud.com backslash brains and bars. You can subscribe at iTunes. Um, also, I need some people who have Android phones to let me know what podcast apps y'all listen to because I assume that this was that you could download a podcast app. It would pull from the iTunes feed. It's not always the case. So let me know what um, Android apps y'all got good podcasts good podcast apps we'll get it there but if you have iphones bang bang iphone gang the best phones in the world you can go to itunes store or the podcast app search it's a black and white thing get it there you can follow us at snapchat at um facebook twitter by searching at brains and bars you'll find the show on facebook like share us there like and share the show there um, you can follow me on Snapchat, although I'm not a Snapchat guy. You can follow me on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter at Brains and Bars. Some, at certain important points in our lives, one of us will take over the Twitter handle and live tweet games. Um, you can also listen to the show at AmpedEntertainment.net. As always, we're in the Clear Ear Studios with the homie Trent. Um, and as always, I'm joined by uh, my co-host, A. Ward. What's good, man? What's good, 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 y'all? A. Ward, I am AWard.com. Click all the social media hyperlinks. I think I'm about to get rid of Snapchat and just go with Instagram Live and Facebook's new stuff. Um, for the sake of just, there's too much crap on my phone, too much running, too many things to keep up with. But holler at me on all of that. Um, other than that, man, I'm in a weird mood. But that's all right, though. Like, that's cool. It's cool. I don't know why. Maybe it's work. Maybe it's Maybe it's life. Or maybe it's the aforementioned before we started recording. It's battle week. Like, it's it's technically battle week. Like, in one week from today, one week from right now, I will be in Toronto, Canada, getting ready for the biggest battle of my life. So I'm kind of, like, in that aggressive, angry kind of, you know, mode. But I won't be mean to y'all, though. So what's yep. going on, man? Yep, not much, man. I already apologized for you just to let people know, like, man, like, you, you just in that mode. He ain't mean. He, he don't mean to sound mean and... You know, are super aggressive, but it just it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, My heart's right, I promise. Yep, yep, yep. So you know, and if you're in a group with him, and he he just ends his argument, well, you know, the battle in me just made you better. Just understand, he's he's you know, <laughs> he's coming from a, a genuine place. He's just he doesn't mean any harm. Right, right. Time. So, um, now nah, man, I'm good. I mean, obviously, again, as a Carolina fan, I'm ecstatic that they won a national championship game. We're going to talk about that, obviously. Um, y'all be y'all better be glad because like at first. Like this itinerary was just gonna be like fifteen minutes of the the Final Four game, the national championship game, what this means for Roy's legacy, and talking about two thousand sixteen and redemption, like all of that. Like I was going to go all of but I said, nah, you know what? Let me be fair, let me be kind. Although, you know what? If Tennessee had won a national championship, like if they win a football championship, oh, would, this would be the whole Tennessee show. Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I would the I would turn it would over. Just be orange. I would turn it over to you. But you know, but I'm not. I'm. I'm a giver in that way, and that I'm not going to be selfish and make the whole show about well, that. Care. And all the teams that you pick are like you know traditional powerhouses in every sport. I mean, it's you know you can you might call it insufficient dadding 
on my father's part by not forcing me to root for his team. <laughs> Insufficient dadding. Um, but you I know, love that term actually. But you know, but you know, shout out to Bomani Jones. I got that from him. Oh, uh, but you know, but not a uh, fan, but uh, <laughs> I like the term Bomani. But you know, my son has no choice to but to be fans of teams that I root for. He already has Notre Dame hats. Cool. After the national championship game, I bought the family championship shirts. Cool. Um, so you know we're gonna have to be rocking those pretty that soon. It's sufficient, Daddy. Yes, it is. It is sufficient fathering. So you know, uh, my son must be a fan, or he must get out. Like that's kind of how it goes. Um, it's funny because I listened to, to so Bomani Jones used to be in Raleigh. He used to be have a radio show in like that Triangle area, Raleigh Durham area, and so um, he kind of made friends with some of the callers who have followed him throughout his career. So uh, there's a caller who calls into a show called Joe in Raleigh. And he's like, I'm a Duke fan. My entire family's a uh, Duke fans except for one son. He's like, look, he said, he said, Bamani, if Carolina wins the championship, he has to get out. He's like, he's 18. He's like, it's time for him to be a man, get out there on his own, and, and learn how to survive. He's like, I can't deal with the year of, <laughs> of him, you know, gloating about them winning the championship. So, but anyway, man, um, thank you guys for listening. Also, if you subscribe to us on iTunes, please rate and review don't give us bad reviews give us good reviews otherwise you can keep them um but rate review and share uh, but on a serious note if you do have any constructive criticism please hit us out shout out to a war hey um go get that him and mikey on mikey on the production a war behind the mic um you can go pick that up at imaward.com um uh, but if you have a constructive constructive criticism sorry hit us up man we we, we want to be better we want to grow we want to present a dope show each and every week for you guys. Also, new show is up. By the way, I forgot. I'm terrible because I'm terrible at promo. Uh, featuring the music of Cortez Marcel. And if you are an artist out there and you want us to promo your music and um, push people to your sites, let us know, man. Let us know. And if you happen to go, if you happen to like what you hear and you go and purchase something from one of the artists, let us know that you heard it here, man. I, I think that lets us know that what we're doing is has some effect. So anyway, as always, when we start the show, we're going to start with what I learned. Um, and I haven't learned a lot. I have, but some of it's going to be safe for once we get later into the show. But the one thing I actually learned here fairly recently is Kansas City is a finalist for a Hyperloop route that could get you to St. Louis in 23 minutes. Um, it's like they're one of 35 cities who are vying for this. I don't know how many cities ultimately will get it. I first heard of this type of thing from uh, Elon Musk. He is the guy behind – it's not Uber, is it? It's not Uber. Um, Tesla. That's who he is. He's the dude behind Tesla okay. and some other stuff too. Um, he's, he's the dude who wants us to – wants to uh, live in outer space, wants to send, like, ordinary people to the moon, that kind of thing. But he talked about building, like, these kind of hyper trains that could get you from L.A. to, to San Francisco in, like, 45 minutes or from, like, L.A. to Vegas and stuff, like, in 45 minutes. Hmm. Um, so this would be something that would be really dope. I mean... Now, how, all right, do any of these exist already? They don't. But, I mean, he's, okay. like, this dude who... You know, like, Steve Jobs, like, kind of revolutionized technology with the iPod and right. with, you know, the iPhone. Like, this dude is trying to revolutionize, like, technology on a larger, more grand scale, you know? Um, you know, I can't... I think he's also cool with, like, self-driving cars, I think. I'm not so keen on that part of it, but, you know. Question. So, yeah. is this a good idea? Yeah, I think so. I mean, because, like, so, 
it's not I, I it would be better if we lived in St. Louis and like Chicago. You know, like like for me, like that would be dope because that's a, a more major city. Like there's nothing in St. Louis that I want personally. It's not a knock against right. St. Louis. There's I, nothing in in St. Louis I personally want to do that would want me to get on it, but like if they had something that could go from Kansas City to Chicago in like an hour. Yeah. You know, like that would be super dope. I just kind of think to that myself as like we always think that I wish this trip would be shorter, but I think that if it was only 23 minutes, that it would present a lot of obstacles as far as <laughs> traveling that quickly without having to fly. I, I personally, say I, say I moved to Kansas City to get away from St. Louis. Now people can just see me in 23 minutes. That don't mean you got to be home. Like, you ain't got to be there. You gotta I be know, but I've always said that if I ever moved and, like, retired, I would want to retire in Nashville. Two and a half hours from home. Like, I do not ever want to be anywhere where my family can just show up on my doorstep, you know, 30 minutes later. Like, there are certain, like, and and there's a quote that says, distance makes the heart grow fonder. So, will the heart never? absence. Absence? Absence oh. makes the heart grow Dang, <laughs> man. I was trying to be deep. I done messed up the whole quote. Yeah, that no, that is man. that is one hundred percent. Absence makes the heart grow. Fonder. Abstinence makes the heart. No, grow not abstinence. It's not abstinence. No. A- oh, abstinence does not make the heart <laughs> grow fonder. Um, I'm, this is a this is a a PG show, so I'm not going to say what I with the thought that crossed my mind there um, about abstinence. And yeah, what it does. I mean, I think it's great. I mean, I think hyperlooping and being able to go four hours and twenty three minutes is cool until somebody four hours away says. I'm gonna pull up on you on Facebook, and you like, yeah, right. And then they hyperloop themselves over to your house, <laughs> and then it's like, my location's on bet because um Chicago is only two hours, and I can get to Chicago in fifteen, and then to Kansas City in twenty three. You know, I don't know, but I, that's I am wild excited. to think about. I am excited for the future. That like, I would love. I mean, it would be, it would kill the airline industry, obviously. So oh, I'm pretty yeah. sure that would be huge opposition. But if you could construct. Like these, you know, the kind of hyperloops that could get you across the country in like five hours, right? I mean, like if you could go from L.A. to New York in like three hours, I don't know. I don't know what that trip would be if you. If it would just even like nonstops. It's just wild to think like all of like they're like distance is like a huge inhibitor. Is that is that a, that is a word? Is that work there? Like it inhibits people from doing things, right? Like it does. It does. Like I mean. Well, not only distance, but also money, right? So, yeah. like, you know, I've wanted to go to a 49ers game yeah, um, and take the family on vacation, and it's just like, yo, like, it's like it's a couple of Gs, you know? So, like distance and money. Distance and money. That are 12 hours from New York could get to New York in an hour. Do you know how crazy New York would become it'll as be a city? Super, it would be super packed. Yeah. And then what would that create, you know? So I guess that's kind of my idea is, like, sometimes it's good. <laughs> to have, so you're saying sometimes it's good to have to have distance. Yeah. Okay. I feel you. I feel you. Yeah. Um, so distance is I, what. Can I say it? But it's not like the hyperlink is going to be, like, a bus pass. Where, no, you're going to have to pay. Yeah. To pay. Like, you're coming off of bread. So everybody's just not going to be on the hyperlink. It's not like I got three whole kids. It's a hyperloop. Hyperloop, yeah. Hyperlink, what's hyperlink? That's hyperlink a, is like when you're like type something out and it becomes blue. And then yeah, you just so that's a hyperlink. Right. Yeah, the hyperlink yeah. is like a shortcut. Yeah. So, so, so Ooh, it's the it's same thing. It's a shortcut. Come okay. on now, Shobo. Um, so I'm gonna take my hyperlink loop, <laughs> and you gotta have that bread to do that. I can barely shoot. I could uh, 
a plane is cheaper than a, a train. So I don't, for whatever reason, I don't know. But <laughs> have you researched that? Yes, I really okay. did. Uh, Trains are super cheap. Are they really? No. I, well, well, depending on where you're going. Like St. Louis, I went to St. Louis for 60 bucks. Really? Oh, we were. Well, Greyhound. We, no, a train. You no. got on a train? Yeah. We 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 was gonna Amtrak like one of those things that like you're just sitting at the stoplight and the train's going by like you got on one of those I got on one of those in just like a like just a random cart no, like not, you're just sitting there with no, like a, he like he, a dog and a banana he no, got on I the mean, bootleg I'm train I'm no he got coach. on the bootleg train like, nah I'm sitting in the you, coach if you on an Amtrak they actually cost bread bro I took the Amtrak to St Louis it was sixty bucks uh, that's that sounds like uh, alternative facts to me. <laughs> That sounds like alternative facts. Oh, no, bro. I took an Amtrak. Now I ain't saying like going to like Texas and stuff like that. Like, nah. I just envision you on a horse. Nah, and, like man. chasing so down we, this I train that's the, already driving and then you just like hop off. That? Two and years ago. Flops, and you like run real fast and you just jump on the train. And two years like, ago, I went to. um. No, it was three years ago. Three years ago, I went to a Notre Dame game with, uh, with David Reese. Shout out to the homie David Reese. Shout out to Reese. Um, and he lives in St. Louis, and so I took the train to St. Louis, and then we drove from St. Louis to South Bend. But it was sixty bucks, bro. Yeah, because actually, now that I think about it, those there's still trains that go out of Union Station. Yeah, yeah, they're, went they're down on. to Union Station. Yeah, I mean, because uh, wifey took a Amtrak from California uh, to here. See, I can't do that. But you know, that was that's it, a long trip, yeah. and they make stops like the bus. Because she had to, she had to work an extra two days or whatever. When we was coming back. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. The point is, I can see so much criminal activity happening with this Hyperloop thing, but the bread is going to be the deterrent, deterring factor for your uh, everyday hoodlums and uh, knuckleheads. Huh. Um, this is random because I didn't plan on talking baseball, but Tim Tebow homered in his first at bat. Ah. <laughs> Yes, sir. Anyway, Winners. Uh, I bet Tim it, Tebow doesn't not want to be called a Christian he, baseball player. He got a spot on the team. He's in Triple A. Oh uh, no, Single A, Single A, okay. Single A baseball. We would say minor Triple A. That's a yeah, travesty. my fault, my fault, my fault. Um, but yeah, Homer. So anyway, um, but yeah, that's what I learned though. I learned that like a couple hours ago that there that Kansas City is one of the finalists. I think that would be dope. I've always wanted Kansas City to have um, a transit, a train system. Um, kind of like Denver has, like their their Metro Rail, mm-hmm. you know, something like that. I think that would be dope. But anyway, shout out to that. So hopefully we get that. Um, and that's it, man. So I'm gonna turn it over to you. A Ward, what are you looking forward to? I'm looking forward to nothing. No, I'm joking. Um, it is. We talked about how this is kind of like a dry week. Obviously, opening day started. Um, I'm looking forward to the Royals' first win. Uh. Came Did they lose the again and got swept by the Twins. Did they score more than one run? Yeah, yeah. Tied it up at three at one point in time. Um, so I'm looking forward to the Royals' first win, and hopefully that will happen in our home opener. Um, I am also looking forward to seeing who's going to win the Masters. I did say yesterday um, at lunch that I hate golf. I hate playing golf. I enjoy watching golf. Never play. Yeah. I, playing golf is not relaxing to me. It's irritating. It's frustrating. Um, I like watching golf. Um, so Dustin Johnson, who's the number one player in the world right now, um, is not participating in uh, the event. Obviously, Tiger Woods is not participating. So I'm assuming Jordan Spieth is the number two player in the world. Yeah, I think so. Possibly. 
Uh, so he's probably the the um, favorite. But yeah, he's struggling though right now. Yeah. So yeah, I like Bubba Watson. Um, obviously, shout out to Bubba Watson. Big fan of Christian hip hop. Christian hip hop. Bubba Watson is. <laughs> um, and uh, and you know, just kind of looking forward to that. Looking forward to some more mock drafts. Some more um, NBA. Also looking forward to see if Russell Westbrook um, breaks the big O's record as he tied this past week for triple doubles in a season, missed breaking it by one rebound last night, or it was an assist. One assist. He had like one assist. 43, it was like 43, 10, and 9 or something like that. Yes. 40, 10, and 9, something like that. Yeah. Yes. So looking forward to that as well. Other than that, man, like you said and like we've already said and like it's been noticeable in my personality, I'm in battle mode. This weekend is Gnome URL. Check that out. There's a pay-per-view for it. URL never does pay-per-view, but they're doing it this time. Go get that. King of the Dots next weekend. I'm in Canada. I'm just looking forward to it. I'm also looking forward to Trent. <laughs> Going upstairs. <laughs> to fix the TV. To fix the TV, apparently. I understand that struggle. I get. I understand yeah. that struggle. So, um, yeah, those are some things that I'm looking forward to this week. Congratulations to your North Carolina Tar Heels. Appreciate I watched the game. Um, I did have a dog in the fight. So, naturally, since you were rooting on North Carolina, I was rooting them on for you. Um, wouldn't have cared whether they won or lost. But glad that you are able to experience that euphoria for the last few days and um, look at the homie Los in disgust. Uh, he he cracked me up. We went out to lunch. We, you know, Marcus has yeah. on the the North Carolina gear. We're talking about the games. I gotta go. Yeah, that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's it's like I said. We'll, I'm gonna say that, so I won't get too much in it. So I wanna, I appreciate that though. Um, yeah, we're gonna get to that. But you talked about battles, so we're gonna actually get into our first topic uh, here, which is WrestleMania. Yes, uh, WrestleMania happened this weekend. Uh, my brother, shout out to my brother. He is a WWE Network subscriber, so I was able to get that good, you know, username and password mm -hmm. and watch the. I watched probably the latter half of it. I didn't catch the first half because I'm not a huge wrestling fan like that. I think I was doing other things. Um and like, I I hit up some of the homies who are really into this and who watch various leagues and just ask them the question of. It seems like the WWE seems to be struggling to find new super superstars. I know they call they call them all stars, but they can't they haven't found their Triple H, their Stone Cold, their Rock, their Cena. Right. Um because I mean the Hardy Boys came back. And while I'm a fan of the Hardy Boys, I wasn't a huge fan of the Hardy Boys. Um the fact that you have to bring the Hardy Boys back to win the tag titles. Right. You have the Undertaker looking freaking washed. <laughs> I mean, Dunzo boy. Um, you know, you got him out there. Who else like Goldberg? Kind of, Goldberg, you know, wrestling for the final time. Yep. Um, you know, I mean, it's just like the fact that they're having to rely on even such, Triple H. Triple H still out like there wrestling. You know, and Triple H is I don't know. I think maybe Sting for nostalgia purposes is probably my favorite wrestler of all time. Yeah, he, he was my first. He was the first guy I was a really huge fan of, and then probably is Triple H. But the fact that he's still wrestling at 50 is ridiculous, you know. Uh, I mean, Goldberg. And then the matches were so anticlimactic, right? Oh, my gosh. They were 
I mean, I watched all of it. I mean, actually, I think I came into the pre-show. I even watched some of the pre-show. So I sat there for four hours. And I felt like I had to watch it because it was WrestleMania because it was there. But then afterwards, I was like, gosh, that was the biggest waste of four hours of my entire life. Like, there really wasn't. I mean, the the match at the Hardy Boys in, I thought, was, was, was decent. Um, the Fatal 4-Way Tag Team match. And a couple of the diva matches were better than Hey, that eight was that eight woman mm-hmm. divas for the belt? Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Everything else was just so predictable. Yeah. So Seth Rollins moves were dope. Like the joints he was jumping off the, the top rope, that like kind of like little three sixty joint yeah. he did on Triple H. Yeah. Like that was fire. And actually Seth Rollins is one of those guys where I'm like, why can't he be yeah. that next big guy? And from one of the guys I talked to, they said injuries has been his problem. He's been hurt. A lot. Um, but like a guy like Kevin Owens, I think Kevin I don't watch a ton of wrestling. So to be fair, like I it's not like I'm some hardcore fan, right. but from some of the, the things that I've seen, guys like any all I love all the shield guys. I know Roman Roman Reigns it's a lot of hate. I think that it's the era, you know. I think the attitude era was just the best era of wrestling. And now that wrestling's more kind of not, you know, beer and flipping birds and, you know, st- turning some sideways and sticking them straight up yo candy you know like like that's not wrestling anymore so now it's still like we like kind of miss the good old days of what wrestling is you know i mean in any sports it's like that in the nfl we kind of miss the good old days of seeing ronnie lott you know come across the middle and lay somebody out or you know um quarterbacks and wide receivers being able to you know the pass interference rules and stuff like that these eras change and it's kind of like you know, what is it, Chris Rock, which is, this is totally PG-13 or whatever. I think Chris Rock, you know, I'm not even going to make the quote. Um, let's just say that he says, like, at a, there's a certain time in your life when you do this while you're listening to this music, that music becomes your favorite. You know, like, yep. if, you, if, you, if you grew up and you were doing these particular type of activities while listening to this music, like, you'll always love that kind of music right because of the joy enjoyment that you got and so i think that wrestling is like that especially for us you know man it's hard to believe that kids out here that have never seen a stone cold steve austin battle or not battle wrestling or or match you know it's like dang yeah but i feel bad for them if they had to watch that undertaker i mean and it just made like that match made me sad like it made me sad because like bro like you're done like why are they still trotting you out here you know, like I think he, I think I heard somebody say he had hip replacement surgery. Yeah. Um, the last couple of years, so he was like walking with a cane, not too long on a walker, and I'm just like, why? And then you, you put in a group, you think Undertaker's gonna walk the rope, and I'm like, God, please no. <laughs> yeah. Like you're gonna see this man like die <laughs> out here in this ring, and like the when he, saddest part was when he tried to sit, sit up. back up and then he <laughs> fell over. Like it was like <laughs> it's like putting your dog down, man. I was like, really. <laughs> Really? Is he really about to just, like, the epic Undertaker, you know, sit up and eye roll? And, you know, I feel like what they try to do is when they retire Ric Flair from the WWE and they had him fight Shawn Michaels, and Shawn Michaels is crying at the end. And he's like, you know, I love you. You see him mouthing, I love you, while he does the sweet chin, before he does the sweet chin music. It was like they tried to do something like that, but I feel like Roman Reigns was like. His acting was definitely not on. Yeah, he was just like, man, why am I here doing this with this cat, man? Like, you know. And I don't know, man. It was just I don't know. So, the other part we want to talk about is during the during the event, you tweeted out, um, "What are your top five? I think you said is the RKO, yeah, one of the greatest finishing moves of all time, yeah, and kind of give like your top five, 
Uh, and I can't remember off the top of my head what my top five was. I'm hopefully I can remember this, but I said Stone Cold Stunner. Mm -hmm. I said Triple H because again, Triple H means a lot to me. Attitude Era again. That's the the nostalgia. I cannot say that word. Um, I said The Rock Bottom. Mm -hmm. I cannot remember the other two. I think I said I might have went DDP. I might have went DDP Diamond Cutter. Um, and I can't remember what my fifth one was. So I'm just going to say um, the Scorpion Deathlock because I was a Sting fan. Yeah. But that, I know Sting didn't make the list, but, yeah, those would be my yeah. top like, five finishing moves. As anything goes, you know, you kind of have to to bring it down to, like, this is my top five, you know? Like, I understand your top five. My top five is this. Um, To me, like, Stone Cold Stunner is, like, the best move ever. Like, I don't think that there's much comparable to the Stone Cold Stunner. I mean, no one else can say they stunned a a person who ended up becoming the president. Right. Exactly. Exactly. However, it's somewhat of an adaptation of the diamond cutter, which was there before. True. Which is kind of what the RKO is. Which is what the RKO is, you know? And so if you want to go to, like, like, like um, originality, I could see how that. But, like, Sweet Chin Music. Sweet Chin Music was one of mine. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. the stunner. Sweet Chin Music, um, the Tombstone Power Driver, and then these last two are just really like interchangeable for me. Um, and I don't say Rock Bottom because the Rock made the People's Elbow more popular than the Rock Bottom. Like afterward, like like the People's Elbow became the finishing move, like in the last few years of his career. And the idea of him taking the elbow pad off and throwing it, and it was the most electrifying move in sports entertainment history and stuff. And, you know, like, so the rock bottom, you know, was cool for a while, but um, I don't know. Those those last two. Um, then I look at, at moves like uh, I mentioned the seven-year itch, which is um, was Billy Kidman's. Um, it's kind of like a shooting star press, kind of like that thing that came off the top rope that um, that you were talking about. That Seth Rollins, Rollins did, yeah. You know? Like the creativity and like and stuff uh, uh, for moves like that, or Eddie Guerrero's frog, frog splash, like the dude would jump clear halfway across the you know ring and stuff like that. Like those moves are not to be, um, you know, forgotten. But there's just nothing like the Stone Cold Stunner. There's also nothing like like the choke slam. Like you know, it's setting up the tombstone. There's nothing like seeing somebody just come off the rope and then just bam. You know, like. That yeah. feeling that those kind of moves get, you know, like in wrestling, if you're a fan of wrestling, like even the Stinger Splash, like, I mean, like after Sting would give the Stinger Splash and then you know that, you know, here comes, yeah, yeah, he looks up, he holds, everybody yells, bro, it's just like, the yeah, this is crazy, so. And nobody, no love for the torture rack? You know, I may mention that on Twitter too. Um, uh, a lot of people that, that responded to me said that, um, uh, Lex Luger was such a d bag as a person <laughs> that nobody really like liked him. Yeah, I mean um, that enough. could be factual. But, I got to yeah. put in a lot of torture racks as a kid. Cause, I mean, wrestling was a staple in our house. Yeah. So you know, I mean, I got put in um, the Scorpion Deathlock. I got mm-hmm. put in the torture rack. I got put in the Figure Four. You know, so I I do have an affinity for the torture rack just because 
I mean, if you do it right, it does kind of hurt. Like, it does kind of. Yeah. <laughs> if you have brothers. Trent, nobody put you in the torture rack. Okay, <laughs> we're just going to throw that out That's there. That's hilarious <laughs> and unfortunate and factual. Uh, but if you have brothers and you have not tried every wrestling move oh, yeah. on them, then you're not doing siblings right. You're like, you're not doing your brotherly duty. The worst was, like, when you, my little brother hit that age to where he was actually competitive when it came to wrestling, you know, like up until like 13, you know, it was just like, no matter what, you're just getting pedigreed, you're getting razors edged, you're getting, you know, like I win. But then I remember the first time he flipped like a something into a leg scissors and like I was literally getting choked out in like the most vicious leg scissors of all time. <laughs> and I don't know if he was like 14 or 15 or something. I was like, yo, all right, uh, there's way too many wrestling moves out here. <laughs> Yeah, like I have already done. Um, I've rock bottom my son. I've razors, razors edged him. I've jackknife power bombed. I've choke slammed him. I'm have, I put him in the torture rack. Um, trying to think, have I F-5 child services going to listen to this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I did it all on the bed. I did it all on the bed, and he loved it. Like you know, just picking him up, and then like I've you know I've taken the steel chair with the pillows, and I'm like you know. <laughs> Cracked him over the head with it, and like he loved it. Like oh I haven't gosh. done it in a long time. Um, yeah, that's that's just good parenting right there. It is. That's just it good is. parenting. Like I don't care who you fathering. That's the name of this podcast. <laughs> sufficient, uh, sufficient, sufficient fathering. Sufficient fathering. Matter of fact, as soon as we get done with here, uh, with this podcast, I'm uh, putting my son in a torture rack. <laughs> like it's definitely. I put happen. my son in the torture rack. Yeah, yep. it's gonna happen. Yep, yep. <laughs> but yeah, man, but hit us up, man. Your son what has it? no clue what's happening. He's upstairs sitting in a high chair eating <laughs> Funyuns right now. I'm not joking, guys. Like, it's going to, like, we're going to be like, all right, and cut. And then Trent's going to march straight upstairs. He's going to be smiling and get put in a torture rack. Like, <laughs> hilarious. Oh, man. Yeah, hit us up. Yeah, hit us up, man. What, what are your top five uh, wrestling moves, uh, wrestling finishing moves? Hit us up, man. What are they? Um, you can tweet us at brains and bars, and I don't know what hashtag we should put with that. Um, top, I don't top five finishers is like really long. Yeah, uh, maybe just uh, hashtag TFF for top five finishers. So or finish him, <laughs> or finish him. Yeah, either one, man. But hit <laughs> us up and let us know uh, what's your top five finishers. And we're running like super late, so we're gonna get into um, new music for this week. This is from the people you've heard the last two episodes. I like them so much. They they like themselves and each other so much their homies that they decided to put together a album with uh, our good friend b shock who has been featured on a barbershop episode here uh, the homie sauce remix who is on like episode six i think um of the of the podcast um and the homie cartez marcel their ep is called unfinished resolutions um and the first song from that, that i'm going to play as soon as i find out what it is it's called how i feel from there again the unfinished resolutions ep Listen to It's a Black and White Thing with A Ward and A1. Yeah! This is for the world! Real hip hop! Yeah! They call me South! Goddamn Marcel! Bring it in the new year! Look, it's a brand new year! Wake up to the snooze of my 
by your alarm clock It's a brand new day, I wouldn't make it by your long shot Prayers up, hit the shower, dressed and then I'm on my way Hope my day is better than my last I wanna leave 2016 in the past Accelerate on the gas Hoping that the cops don't see Cause my license ain't right But my soul's still clean Bumping 90s hip-hop, crisscross shaking my seats 30 minutes later, now I'm at the J-O-B On my last strike, hope they don't fire me Boss at the door, looking kinda mean Scream face on, but it ain't Halloween Told me that I know that, I might as well go back Badge on my neck, about to turn into a throwback Man, I couldn't picture this with a Kodak Instamatic, how it go Alright, and we're back Once again, that is the good homie Sauce They call me Sauce and Cortez Marcel With B-Shock on the production from their EP, Unfinished Resolutions, called How I Feel. You can get that from all, wherever you can purchase music digitally. You should be able to find that. Please go buy. Don't stream. If you want to stream, buy it first. Then go stream it to help those guys uh, make some make some money off of that, off the work they put in. All right, so real quick, um, it's going to be some couple of quick hitters before we get to the NBA. So we'll probably combine NBA and NFL. So we start with the NBA. Uh, the season is... It's a long season. Like, these guys start in October, and if you play all the way to the finals, it doesn't end until June. Then July, August, and then, like, mid-September, early, late September, you're, like, it's right like back NASCAR. again. Man, you know, I just I was sitting there thinking about how long the season is, and, like, it's a dumb long season. Yep. Um, but playoffs get ready to start, and last night, huge uh, hyped matchup between the Boston Celtics and the Cleveland Cavaliers. And, yeah, you know, again, one thing I learned is that as long as LeBron James is healthy, the East is his until someone can beat him four times in in a playoff series. I mean, you kind of look at his time since he left Cleveland, right? Mm -hmm. The Bulls were kind of his foe. The Bulls have continued to be his foe in the regular season. Like, since he's gone to Miami and back to Cleveland, I think they're, like, even. I think they're, like, 26 and 26. Mm-hmm. against each other. The Bulls might be up one game. Um, the Pacers were a team that tried to challenge the throne um, until they did that uh, boys and men photo shoot, and it seemed like it fell apart <laughs> after that. Um, and now the Boston Celtics are like this new team that feels like they can challenge LeBron James. And, I mean, dude came out. And, again, it's – so before the before the game, they asked him the importance of the game, and he was like, look, you know, he tried to kind of play it up of – or no, this is what LeBron does. So he downplays it, right? So at first he tried to kind of go, yeah, this is a big game, blah, 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 blah. And he goes – finally just went, look, guys, I'd have been to six straight uh, Eastern Conference Finals. Like, you know, like, I mean, like, and it's the it's the truth. Like, he's been to six straight. It doesn't matter if he's the first seed, second seed. He could be the A seed. But as long as you have LeBron James, they're going to be the favorite to win the titles. And right. then – he destroys them, and then he goes back after the game. They're like, well, how how big a win was this for you? It's just another game. And, like, to me, that's the ultimate sign of disrespect. When you know the other team wants to win this game badly, you go out there, you take their soul, and then when they ask you how big, how did that victory feel, and you just go, eh, just one of 82. <laughs> yeah. And it's like it's so disrespectful, and it has to be so disheartening for the Celtics because they are more than likely won't get the one seed unless Cleveland just decides to want to challenge themselves and go from the bottom side of the bracket and take on Washington in the 2-3 matchup. Right. Um, and I don't know if Boston can beat Washington in a 2-3 matchup, um, be, in part because – How many games behind are they? They're just one game behind. Okay. But, like, I, 
Cleveland's I, I don't think Cleveland takes on another like powerhouse team. Okay. The rest of the way they might have to play one more really good team, but they hold the tiebreaker. So it's like a two game lead right okay. now. Um but as long as I mean we we went through this start of the season thinking it's going to be Cleveland and the Warriors and the Warriors are probably going to win the West. Right. Um then we kind of went to this kind of low where we're like where we weren't sure I mean, I just said it a couple of weeks ago on the show. I didn't know if the Warriors would win the West. Right. Because um, they went two and four. They lost Durant. They lost had Durant. Of a, yeah. Yep. And now it looks like, I mean, they out here slapping people upside their head. They're beating the Rockets. They're beating the Spurs. Man, that Spurs game was crazy. I mean, the fact that they were down 20 yep. points. And they just kind of – they it was it's almost like Usain Bolt-like, right? Like, it's kind of how, like, you watch Usain. He's a slow starter out the blocks. Somebody gets a lead on him, and then he just starts walking them down, walking them yep. down. Um, so, I mean, it looks like right now we're on to get a third matchup between these teams, which is really hard to do. You know, we just talked about how long the season is, and the fact that some of those guys, like LeBron, for example, has had Olympic obligations in between making runs for a championship. But and Dennis Rodman said it's actually easy. You didn't read the quote this week? No, I did yeah. not read the quote of Dennis Rodman saying yep. it was actually. Yeah. Dennis Rodman easy. said that LeBron James has it easy in this day and age in the NBA. I had to find where it was at. But I think it is incredible a lot of times when you see stats and different things about um about uh how many like more years these guys have technically played because of all of their playoff games. Um and it's just kind of uh I can only imagine like how how it, the wear and tear on your body, especially when you're making it to the finals. I mean, how many finals has he been to? Uh, so he's been to the finals every year since 2011. And if you're playing, what's that? Three or four series? I mean, let's see. First round, yeah, you're playing four series. So each time, you know, you're playing probably an extra almost half a season. Yep. Yep. Hold on, let me see. I'm trying to find it. I'm like. I see Steve Kerr kind of fired back. Charles Oakley defended like so. Oakley like is a he's from Cleveland, mm-hmm. so like he is not here for any slander of LeBron James. And I I need to go click on the link here. I'm about to click on it just a second see what Oakley said because he took a shot at uh at Robin, and I don't think Robin wants to fight Oakley. No, let me no, see. What did he call him? What did he call him? Oh, come on, my phone's moving really slow. Oh, he just said you wasn't a tough guy. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He wasn't a tough guy. But yeah, man, like that. You're you're right. You're talking about playing. I want to say that LeBron in 14 years because of all once you factor in the playoff games, I think it's more like a 16 or 17 year veteran. Yeah. Because he's played like a couple of extra seasons worth. And the same of, was with Kobe and the same was with Jordan. I mean, you know. Yep. 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 So, but yeah, man, like those, I mean, I mean, I don't I don't know who's going to beat those dudes. Shout out to Lance Stevenson who almost got like murdered <laughs> ah. by the Toronto Raptors. Um <laughs> Man, first of all, I didn't know that basketball had all these unwritten rules. Yeah, I didn't know it was about, like baseball. You know? Yeah, I didn't he know. He basically did the bat flip <laughs> in a 7-0 game. It went, bro, it wasn't even a bat flip. It was more like a bunt while you're up 10, right? I mean, right. It, because, like, they were up 17 at the time. He gets the layup. By the way, did you hear Lance say that his return to Indiana was like Jordan coming back? Really? It was like not Jordan with the Wizards, but Jordan 45. <laughs> he said his return to Indiana was like Jordan coming back from retirement from baseball. Um, but, yeah, Lance Stevenson takes the layup, 
and P.J. Tucker and DeMar DeRozan and DeMar Carroll <laughs> got up in his grill. And I love how unbothered Lance was by it. Like, I mean, they are in his face. I mean, face to face. Lance with him. walked by like these guys really do not want this work. Like, he's I like, don't know if it was that they don't want this work. He was just like, I don't, I don't see what the problem is. Like, why are you guys so upset? Yeah, did I do something wrong? And then I, I love the fact that the assistant coaches for the Pacers are grabbing Lance as if he's the one who's ready to fight. Like, he's yeah. not ready to scrap. He's just minding his business. Um, and after the game, PJ Tucker, first of all, he said nobody knows who Lance Stevenson is, which is like, come on, bro. Right? Really, PJ Tucker? Really? Yeah, and I think I think in that instance, a lot of people just had problems with Lance doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they would have been mad either way, but I think it was the fact that it was Lance. Yeah. Um, and you know, I mean, Brandon Jennings knocked down Javale McGee because he shot a three pointer while they were up big late. So I didn't know you guys were such you know make basketball great again guys. Like I didn't know y'all was out here on that tip with these unwritten rules about not styling on you. I could see if Lance would have windmilled. Like, he laid it up, bro. Like, right. Chill out. chill out. But, yeah, man. So, I mean, that seemed it, innocent to me. It seemed innocent. But, I mean, they was ready to fight. Yeah, and I'm just like, heavy. yo, crazy. But, anyway, uh, we're going to move on real quick to the NFL um, and kind of the hot story this week. Tony Romo, um, unfortunately, decided to retire. Um, I don't think he's done for real. We're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. So Tony Romo decided to retire, and he decided to retire to join CBS as their number one analyst. Now, if you you know if you know anything about CBS, their number one team has been in the past for a long time. By the way, Jim Nance, Phil Sims, which I believe they do the in like the uh, Madden games. I think they're the and no, or is it Collinsworth and Al Michaels? I haven't played Madden in a long time, so I can't remember. Well, yeah. it's been like a year or two since I played Madden, but. But, I mean, you know, um, Phil Sims was the number one guy. All of a sudden, Tony Romo retires, and then, like, three hours later, it's announced that he's joining Jim Nance as the number one. So, Phil Sims got fired on his day off. Um, you know, he was hanging out with Chris Tucker, and he said, you know, expand your mind, Phil. It's Friday, <laughs> Phil. Let's get high, Phil. And then next thing you know, you know, he got fired for stealing boxes on his day off. Um, but, yeah, but, you know – I. First of all, even if he's not Craig, he probably feels similar. <laughs> Bars. Hey. Bars. Okay. Ethan will be off with that one. That was a good <laughs> one. First of all, if I'm Phil Sims, like when they when they called me to say, hey, and while he while his agent has said he has not been fired, okay? Semantically, technically true, you've been demoted. Right. Whether you move down to the number two team. Whether you move to the studio, you've been demoted because the the number one spot is what everyone wants. The what everyone Which wants to be on the number one announced team. Odd that Roma would cover CBS because that's AFC, right? Yes. Yeah. But I mean, it, they. I mean, Fox and wasn't getting rid of Troy. No. You know they weren't. And so and, both Dallas Cowboys quarterbacks are now. <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys have their two the most the two most famous. Quarterbacks of all time, I would think. I mean, I think that's fair. Uh, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I, I would say that they're two most famous quarterbacks, at least in modern history. Dallas Cowboys' most famous quarterbacks are now commentators. That's what we're saying, right? Yep. Yep. Gotcha. Um, and, you know, again, like, I would be 
he started from the bottom. Now I'm here. Like he didn't even start from the bottom. He's just here. He did, yeah, he's just here. Yeah. And, they, <laughs> and I guess part of the thing is like with Romo, I find it be disappointing is that it seemed like he retired because he couldn't be the QB of the Cowboys. It's not that I don't think he wanted to retire. He wanted to be the quarterback of the Cowboys. And the reports were that his ego was damaged, that teams weren't, um, you know, doing like they did with with uh, Manning, flying him out to the facility to 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 try to recruit him yeah. to their teams. Um, you know, he felt betrayed that he felt like his job was taken from him. And I guess the only thing that can make him feel better was to go and take somebody else's job. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so, like, I guess this brings a couple of points for me is, one, do you really care who your announced teams are? Like, when you tune into – Well, as a Royals fan, yes. <laughs> we don't want Joe Buck ever, oh, ever, stop it. ever again. <laughs> stop it. But, no, like, does it – like, from – so I have had issues with Dan, Dan Dockage in the past. Um, this is I documented. Have, yes, this is documented. I have since – I actually listened to a broadcast of his last year, and he was really good. Like, I didn't find him to be arrogant and and pompous. Like, I actually thought that he provided good insight. So, but, I mean, other than that, when you tune into a football game, and to be clear, I was no fan of Phil Simms. I thought he was, last year was awful. Really? Yeah, but I don't. I so, don't, obviously, you pay attention enough to assess how good he is at his job. Yeah, but I've never said, I've never said I'm going to mute a game. Or I, I refuse oh, to man. watch a game. Oh, we grew up mutant games. Where? Oh yeah. Oh like, my god. Who did you? Nah, for real. Who you? We muted people all the time. Who? Tim Brando and uh, what's the other guy? Um, we oh we muted people all the time. No, really? no way. Yeah, I mean when you're a, I don't know if it's being an SEC fan or being a Tennessee fan. Like there is a vendetta against announcers. And it's like, you know what, even though the radio is a little bit faster than the TV, we're just going to turn on John Ward and listen to the radio because I'm not listening to this fat head. You know, <laughs> there's name calling. There's all that good stuff. Okay. I just I, I stand corrected. I guess maybe yep. there's at least uh, one person. Although I do, for whatever weird reason, I prefer to listen to the Royals games. I like I prefer Denny Matthews over whoever is announcing on TV. Oh, you and, don't like that? Uh, and Denny Matthews is the weirdest, driest announcer in America. But I, for whatever reason, I enjoy um, listening to him call games. I despise Bill Walton. How could you like Bill Walton? Because he's he's like your he's like your uncle or grandpa watching the game, just telling random stories that have nothing to do We've with the game. We've had this conversation before, I feel like. But like Bob Knight. Oh, oh no, nah, he was he was awful. Bob Knight was bad. Bob Knight was awful. Always talking about pump shot fakes. Yeah. Everything was about shot fakes. And it was like, oh, man. stop talking about the freaking shot fakes. Yeah, yeah. There's I was a lot of a, people that don't like Dick Vitale. Um, I don't see how you – but, see, I feel like he's a cartoonish figure. So it's like you you, you don't have, mind listening to him. That's hmm. interesting. That's it. I'm, I've been enlightened. Oh, yeah, yeah. Grew up. Grew up. Oh, yeah. These announcers don't like us. These announcers are biased. Let's mute them. Let's listen to the game. Yeah, definitely happened a lot. Definitely huh. happened a lot. Oh, I mean, I grew up. ESPN hates Tennessee. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I mean, so, you, it was to yeah. the point to where like every highlight I ever saw of any other team was always against Tennessee. Like I was like molded into. It seemed like you know how when you buy a new car, and now you're driving this new car, and every time you're on the road or whatever, you see the same car, and it's like, damn, we got the same car. You know. Yeah, because you bought the new. Well, like I was programmed, like to like. I swear, every highlight I saw 
with somebody against Tennessee scoring a touchdown. And, oh, here's a Florida highlight. Oh, look who they're playing, Tennessee. Oh, it's ESPN. They hate Tennessee. Yep. Oh, I didn't know. So, I will say I, I was a little salty uh, when watching the national championship game and Seth, or after the Final Four and Seth Davis gave his opinion on why he thought Gonzaga would beat Carolina. And then he went on Twitter. I mean, this is – I don't – now, he's a Duke grad, so, I mean, give you context there. But I don't think that he had some vendetta or he didn't want them to win. I, he was just offering his opinion. But I did take it kind of per- – so I, I, I guess I can see that a little bit where I kind of took it personally like, yo, like I want them to win just to show you up. Um, and I, and I, so I guess that part of fandom makes sense. But I guess normally I just don't. Oh, I'm I don't, super biased. There's a guy, Charles Davis, he calls the football game. I love Charles Davis. Yeah, he played, played football for Tennessee. Yeah, I'm super biased. I love Charles Davis too. <laughs> huge fan. Interesting. I mean, I I like Brady Quinn, but I'm not, you know, a huge fan. And it's nothing against Brady Quinn. Wait, just, he calls games? Um, he doesn't call games, but he's an analyst for Fox Sports. So you know, you know, it is what it is. Um, but the other part of this, the other level to this, is that not only if I were Phil Sims would I be PO'd that I got fired on my day off. But if I'm like that number two or number three guy who's kind of young and maybe eyeing that spot once Phil Sims steps down. So uh, the number two team was Ian, Ian Eagle, Dan Fouts. Um, and then the number three team is Trent Green. So Greg Gumbel, Trent Green. And Rich Gannon is on the number four team with Kevin Harlan. And so it's like if you're those younger guys and you've been thinking, you know, maybe Phil in a couple of years is going to step down, I can ascend to the throne. And now – you know, you you really can't call him pretty because, I mean, all these guys are, quote, unquote, pretty. Right. Now you got this QB, Pretty Tony, coming up here taking that spot. Hey, they should definitely get in the group chat and call him Pretty Tony. <laughs> um, You got Pretty Tony ascending to the spot, top spot, with no experience. You know, and you're paying your dues doing local games for Kansas City if you're Trent Green. Um, I don't know if, if Rich Gannon does local stuff for, like, Oakland or something like that, but – you're doing local games. You're doing national games on a lower level, and this dude jumps in. I would be upset, boy. I would be hot. But I don't know. Tell us what you think. Do you think – so let me ask you this, and you guys can chime in on this as well. Do you think Romo comes back? Because he's he's was giving you that Brett Favre of like, yeah, I'm, pr- I'm basically retired. Not I'm done. I'm pretty much retired. I'm 99.9% sure I'll never play football again, that I'm, I'm committed to this. And just like – you don't sound committed, and right. that's a lot. Like, you can't bring Phil Simms back if, like, if Dak Prescott gets hurt and the Cowboys come calling. Right. First of all, if I was Phil, my pride wouldn't allow me to accept that phone call. But, two, if you it did, there would be a lot more money in. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, I would, they would have to beg. They would have to come yeah. to my house, get on their knees. Yep. Get on your knees and tell me you love me. <laughs> um, you know, like, yeah, yeah. I don't think he's done. I think after this year – um. He'll probably reevaluate. I think if he stays out more than a year, he's done. But I think after this year, he might reevaluate, you know, how he likes what he's doing and then see if there are any openings that weren't necessarily here this year. Maybe he just didn't like the idea of going to Houston or Denver. Um, And it seemed like those two, along with the Jets, because Tyrod Taylor stayed at Buffalo, were the only three that were really were going to make sense. Maybe after this year, something else pops up, you know. Maybe – who knows? I don't see no other situation opening up that would that he would that would make sense. I think so. The rumors I heard was that he wanted to stay. He 
would have looked at Houston because it would have he would not have had to uproot his family. Right. They could have stayed in Dallas. He could have played in Houston and just like I guess commuted between the two. Um, obviously Denver made sense because of the defense, but I don't know, man. Like, hey, what if Alex done. Smith don't look good after this year? I mean, maybe the Chiefs didn't reach out, and then man, they need to get them a quarterback in this draft. Yeah, and 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 move on. You know, if they want to back up QB, Jay Cutler would make sense for the Chiefs for me. If you can't, Arrowhead Pride had this article about Colin Kaepernick being the perfect. Or no, it wasn't. Arrowhead Pride retweeted. I think it might have been USA Today. Are you high on Jay Cutler? Not really, but I mean, if they want to go experience quarterback, yeah. Because I mean, you're high on the backup quarterback position. So for you to say something like the Chiefs should get Jay Cutler as their backup uh, quarterback, uh, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I would pretty love high praise. <laughs> I would love for them to go get Colin Kaepernick. Um, I'm pretty sure Alex Smith would not love for them to go get Colin True. Kaepernick. But yeah, I would love for them go for them to go and get him Colin. being blackballed is another conversation for another. Uh, Another. It is. I think. I think we'll maybe next week. Um, spoiler alert. I don't think he's being blackballed. Me either. I just yes. think he wants too much money right now. I don't think. I don't think it's that either. But we'll get to that next yep. week. Um, so hit us up. Let us know what you think. Um, real quick. If you, I had a friend ask me this at work. If you were the Chiefs, what would you give up to get Richard Sherman? Since he is being openly traded, or, op- or open discussions about trading him are being had. Huh. Sherman on one side, Peters on the other side. I mean, whoever that kid was, the rookie they got signed off the off the heap who actually played pretty well. I can't yeah. think of his name. I have I no idea either. what the kid's name is for the Chiefs. So the he Chiefs. would be like your corner, your your, your nickel. nickel. Yeah. Um, it might have been Nelson. No, Nelson was drafted. White and Nelson were drafted because they drafted like three cornerbacks. Huh. I mean, you you bring Sherman over. It's AFC Championship or bust, right? <laughs> if Alex can't get you Jeez. to the AFC Championship but with that Alex defense, still, like that's the thing, like <laughs> that's when he gets replaced with a Romo. <laughs> that's the thing, like the Chiefs could go and get um, Khalil Mack, JJ Watt, Clowney, right? Um, who's a dope? Uh, Luke Keekley. Like basically, you could go get the Monstars yeah. on defense. And I'm still not going to pick the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl because Alex Smith is their quarterback. Yeah. Because he's going to do something like not score a touchdown in the or no 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 did they score a touchdown in that playoff game against the Steelers? Yes, they did. The, the I'm sorry, Steelers put up, didn't score a touchdown. They're going to put up just one touchdown, <laughs> right? right? As I say, the Steelers didn't score a touchdown. He'll put up only one touchdown on offense in a game where the defense holds the offense without to all field goals. Like I just don't trust. I'm sorry, them, sir. Uh, they scored two touchdowns and lost that game. I mean, dang, you could have just left it at one. No, I, I that just I, made I, it worse. No, yeah. I, I thoroughly just stew in how ridiculous that loss was. You scored twice. The other team kicked field goals and you lost this game. Was it nineteen fourteen? Nineteen seventeen? What was the final? Well, it would have had to be divisible by three. So it'd have to be yeah. eighteen or twenty one. So it was six 18, field goals. Right. Six times three is eighteen. 18. So it was like eighteen seventeen or something like that. Nah, it wasn't eighteen seventeen. It wasn't a one point game. I think it might have been eighteen. It might have been. Got a, I don't. Yeah, I don't remember. But that's neither here nor there. The idea of Romo coming back, though, uh, like I said, I think it takes a year. It um, was eighteen sixteen. I would rule it out, but 
Um, oh, and we're back on Richard Sherman. My bad. I was thinking. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thinking, Richard Sherman. My bad. But yeah, what would you give up? What 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 compensation would you give up to get Richard Sherman on your team? I don't know. How good is he without 29. Earl Thomas? I think he was still pretty good. Like he's declined a little bit, but I think he was still pretty good. Okay. Twenty nine years old. Um, I don't think he's the highest paid cornerback in the league now. But you know, I think he's something like eleven mil a year, something like yeah. that. Hmm. Third round pick. Third and the seventh. Yeah. Third is kind of high. Ugh. Talking about an all pro. We're not talking about just Pro Bowl. Talking about all pro. I can see that. Look at this dude. Chiefs got ten picks, right? They do have ten picks. So I mean, mm. you could make a trade to pick up some players if you wanted to. Indeed. Let me see what Richard Sherman's making. Whoa, is that okay? I'm like, whoa, like one million. Um, yeah, eleven million a year, just about a little bit over eleven million. So, um, only two years left on this deal, and so it means 2019 he'll be a 31 year old unrestricted free agent. So I don't know. I think you know. I think I, if I trade, I think if you trade for him though, he's going to want to have something to prove, and he's want, going to want to make cash out one last time. So I mean, if you are a Chiefs, a Texans, um, a Raiders, because I don't know if uh, uh, Burnt Toast Sean Smith is still there, but <laughs> if you think you are close to a championship and you want to get, in, you know, having him on on that side will help you out. I would take a risk. I would take the risk on that because he's yeah. proven. I mean, because as much as high as I am on the defensive side of the ball in this draft, there's still lottery tickets. Like you just don't know. Yeah. So, yeah. But let us know what y'all think, man. Um, last last thing, we'll move on to um our final topic of the evening. Oh wait, wait! I'm almost forgot. I almost forgot. Yeah. Final topic: Beast Mode. Marshawn Lynch is, I guess, Adam Schefter reported that sooner than later he'll end up being coming home and playing for Oakland. Wow. That's kind of shocking. It is kind of shocking. Um, and it's shocking to me because he seems to be having so much fun uh, ghost, ride, ghost riding camels. Um, but I'll, imagine Beast Mode in Vegas. See, he won't be there. I think he'll be done. I don't think he'll make it to Vegas. I think he's only there for the last two seasons. Oh. I think he showed up just to put on for the hometown. Okay. So that would be dope. But I just – I guess to me, like I said, he's – he. He's out, out here ghost riding camels. Um, he's on doing shows with Bear Grylls. Yeah. Where he's, like, killing boars and, and cooking them. Um, he's hanging out with Conan O'Brien. Um, he's going to Scotland for the Super Bowl. Like, like this dude seems to be having the time of his life. He apparently has saved his money well. Like, he was teaching other Seahawks how to invest their money. So, I mean, you know, I just don't. But you can definitely tell that he missed it, right? Because I think he showed up at a cow practice, in pat, put on the pads, um, and was doing Oklahoma drills. He also, I think, joined the rugby team and played rugby. Wow. Right. So it's just like if I'm a college kid and I see Marshawn Lynch coming at me, full head of speed, he's healthy, he hadn't hit nobody in a while, so you know he's craving contact, and I have to go head up with this dude, like, Y'all not paying me. Like, I don't get no bread for this. I don't get no bread if he breaks my leg after he runs me over. You know, like, I don't know. But, I mean, if he wants to come back and beat himself up for a couple of more years for Oakland, I mean, so be it. I personally wouldn't do it uh, because, again, I'm having the time of my life, which is funny for a dude who refused to talk at the Super Bowl. He's done a whole lot of talking after the fact. But let us know what y'all think, man. Um, we're going to 
end this segment, move to our final segment. Although I'm probably gonna have to cut the NCAA one in half to get the third uh third song in there. Cause I forgot to forgot to cut. I should have cut between NBA and NFL, but that's okay. So uh, up next, um, as we go to break, we're gonna play another joint from the EP Unfinished Resolutions from the homies Cartez Marcel. They call me Sauce and Be Shock. Um, this joint is called Get Up. They have a video for this. You can go to B Shock's music page. You can go to I think uh, Sauce's page on Facebook and listen and watch this video for Get Up. Um, this is Get Up featuring B Shock. Unfinished resolutions. This is it's a black and white thing. Hey man, hey but hold on. Hey, what we trying to do this year though? Man, I'm trying to lose this weight, man. Uh, hit the beach. Hey man, trying to stack up on these coins a little. Get up. Hey, work it out. 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 Hey, yo, I'm hearing what you're saying, but you really got to do it. I'm hearing what you're saying, but you really got to do it. I'm hearing what you're saying, but you really got to do it. I'm hearing what you're saying, but you really got to do it. It's that type of music, you can feel it from a block away. A blend with the ingredients of oldies and some modern day. I'm just trying to make a brick of gold out of a pot of clay. Quit a nine to five and build a business, that's the only way. This got what you need if you need meaning for your diet straight. Grab some fruit and kale, get up your tail and get your diet straight. Appetite, build a legacy into my Afterlife, my advice, keep on rolling dice until your numbers so strike. what you scared for? You talk about it all the time, go prepare for it. The revolution's right now, gotta stand up. You can hear it in your stereo and earbuds. What's up? Take that vision that you got, put that to use, let's start the movement. Get up. Get up. Get up. Hey, anyway, um, you're back with It's a Black and White Thing. This is A1 with A Ward. That was, what up? <laughs> that was Get Up oh. from... Uh, from B Shock, they call me Sauce and Cartez Marcel. From their EP Unfinished Resolutions, you can go grab that from any digital music outlet. Um, please buy, do not stream, or buy then stream. You know what's funny? When I was in high school, um, I used to do the announcements. They used to call it, so Southeast was you were like Channel One News. Uh, not quite. Hey, shout out to Lisa Ling and shout out to Anderson Cooper. They um, both came from Channel One News. Lisa Ling and, and Anderson Cooper were both on Channel One when I was in eighth grade. Wow, um, Trent, where you been, man? You ain't talking. All right, listen here, G. Like behind the behind the scenes, um, we have started back uh, working construction, and this was uh, we had a bunch of rain days and and slow days, and this is my first full long day of work. And I'm exhausted. <laughs> like I, I am done. Like, like with everything in my body, I want y'all to leave, and so I can <laughs> lay down <laughs> and go sleep. Hilarious. <laughs> like, like I'm done, G. <laughs> he said, "I want y'all to leave." <laughs> <laughs> so I have said nothing. <laughs> Like I know that there was things in the itinerary that I I wanted to just purposely rebuttal about or rebut or re whatever, but I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired. Oh, that's funny. It is man. a long season to come. I just uh -oh. I've just got to get used to it again. Yeah. With that being said, man, I got a few other things I'd like to talk about tonight. <laughs> I want to talk about the greatest Tennessee women's basketball players of all time. And then after that, 
I want to talk about uh, I want to talk about that game against Georgia. You know what I'm saying? Let's let's go back oh, over the greatest games. Yo, that was Tennessee funny, history. man. That was really funny, bro. But no, but so I used to do the announcements for uh, when I was a senior in high school. They used yeah. to call me Jumbo because we were like the five. Lord forgive me, sauce. I can't remember like the five like um, principals like Kabari Ghana, uh, Umoja. Is that Kwanzaa or is that what is that? What is that? Oh, uh, you're asking the wrong person. <laughs> All I know is emojis. Hilarious, <laughs> hilarious. But anyway, um, and so like we used one day, so people wonder why I always kind of kind of go back and forth on giving those titles. One day I, it's called conditioning. So we had we were having to sell on cookies, and so throughout the entire announcements, I would talk and I would go cookies. I was like, the Southeast men's track team, boys' track team is on their way to state cookies. <laughs> and I just kept going cookies, 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 cookies. And then finally I went, oh, yeah, that's right. Um, Coach Herrera is selling cookies in room 315. They're just a dollar. Go get, we got macadamia. We got white chocolate, chocolate chip. Sold out in five minutes. That's funny. So, yeah, so I'm, hopefully to, I'm hoping to condition you guys by repeating the name of this track, the EP, the artist, and hopefully you guys will go and buy them and let them know that you got it. You, got it, you heard it from this show. Get up. So anyway, get up. Get up. <laughs> Unfinished resolutions. Get up. Unfinished resolu- resolutions. That's what Trent's been thinking the whole time. Right. Get up. Get up. <laughs> get out. Get up. <laughs> but anyway, so final segment. I want to get into the NCAA Final Four championship game. Like I said, Carolina fan since I was seven years old because my father, um, insufficient dadding, allowed me to pick my favorite teams. Otherwise, I'd be a Texas. I'd be all um, things Texas, Longhorns, Cowboys, uh, Rangers, Mavericks, right? All right. Well, I don't like any of your teams, but <laughs> I'm kind of glad that you're not <laughs> yeah, yeah. those fans. Yeah. So I kind of want to rewind a little bit to Saturday because um, kind of the, the big thing was uh, Oregon, Carolina, they missed four straight free throws down the stretch. They're able to get the rebounds. Jordan Bell felt he basically blamed himself for the loss. I he shouldn't put he shouldn't be that hard on himself. Not no one sequence determines a game, although those were two huge sequences. And two, I feel like the second time he halfway boxed out. Yeah, Kennedy Meeks just kind of still got a shot on the other end. I mean, come on. Well, yeah, true. And I do feel on that first free throw, I think he thought Kennedy Meeks was going to make that second free throw. So the first sequence where Pinson tips it back. He kind of walked up to it like it was a foregone conclusion. And when it hit short, he just wasn't prepared for it. And then Tenson, Pinson tips it back. And then the second one, like I said, Meeks big boyed him. So moving on to the title game, I just want to put that out there. Because I felt bad to watch, see the kid crying. I mean, like, like yeah, big, huge tears. I felt bad for him. Yo, he was murdering at the tournament, though. He was. Like, I mean, he was murdering You know tournament. that very well. You, you, my friend, know that very well. Got Why your, you put the mic down? Got your bell rung. Why you put the mic down? But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, shout out to that kid, and I hope he comes back and they have an, another great year next year. You know, on on second thought, he deserved everything you get. <laughs> 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 on second thought, go ahead, cry. <laughs> oh, what I learned part do. I'm going to – part duh. What I learned part do. Mo- there's no such thing as momentum. Momentum does not exist. I know. Proceed. So the reason I say momentum does not exist. Um, also, what I learned, part 2.5, Carolina winning the championship does not erase what happened in 2016. Okay. Um, 
because it still hurts. It still hurts. They show that little montage real quick of what those Marcus Page's shot with Chris Jenkins shot, and I had to turn. I couldn't look at the TV when they got ready to show the Villanova part. Um, but the reason I say momentum does not exist. So speaking of that particular game, Marcus Page hits that shot, and at that point, I'm thinking it's going to overtime, mm-hmm. and Carolina is going to win that game. Right, I'm thinking there's no way that Villanova is going to be going to rebound. We have the momentum. We're going to win that game, and then all the momentum and the game was over with with after four seconds. Uh, momentum is a myth. Like it sounds good, momentum doesn't exist. Your mental mind state, like your mind state of how you are feeling, is what truly matters. Okay. Um, because again, momentum is just one shot away. Like you hit a shot. And it changes the complexion of a game, but then a team comes back down and, and scores. So to give you another example from the title game, when Gonzaga hits the three to to make it a one-point lead, Joel Berry comes down, hits a three, now they're back up two. Like you're thinking at certain points that Gonzaga, when Gonzaga goes down five right out the half, and then they come right back to take the lead, you're thinking, I'm thinking Carolina's got it, and then next thing you know, it's right back, right? So momentum is it doesn't. It's not a real thing. It sounds good, but again, it's it's all about how you are focusing mentally. And if you can keep yourself composed mentally, then you can you can overcome just about any obstacle, any deficit. Not saying it's a it's a given. I'm saying you can just about overcome any deficit if you can maintain your composure and maintain a good mental mindset. Hmm. Hmm. So it should be called momental. <laughs> no, I'm never going to say it should be called momental. Um, but I'm just saying, like, momentum is a myth. It's like, just a myth. It, I mean, it's just so far-fetched of an idea to say momentum is a myth because we've always heard in sports that momentum is everything. So it's, whether or not you have a different definition for it, it sounds like the same thing. You're just not. saying it's a mental, an idea of, of how focused you are dictates how well you play and when you play really well you're focused more well that's momentum that's not momentum that's you that's you being focused so does momentum not exist in sports or does momentum not exist period well i mean obviously momentum exists because i mean that's like i feel like there's some science behind it like our cars are propelled by by forward motion right so how do you measure momentum in sports you You can't can't. because it's not there exactly (laughs) 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 <laughs> okay uh tell that to the atlanta falcons <laughs> but again tell that to momentum the... does not exist you're making my point for me how i don't because get it either it, because look atlanta went into halftime with all the momentum right they were up big at half they came out and scored a touchdown so the if i remember correctly right the the patriots did not come out and score right away they went, I think, I want to say they went three and out, and then the Falcons came and went and scored to go up 28. It was 21-3 at half. Then I think they scored their first possession after um, halftime to go up 28-3. to So they still had the momentum. No, they didn't. And then the Patriots stole the momentum. They didn't steal the momentum. What happened is the Patriots stayed composed. They kept their wits about them. They focused, maintained a good mental Mind state, even though they're down twenty five, and I think you would you're think they're defining game is over. it differently because the last drive happens, right? I'm saying to myself, the Patriots have all the momentum. They just tied the game back up. We're in overtime. 
right? Like the the momentum is on the which, Patriots' which side, is, which has never happened, which is historic. What you're saying is no. The Patriots are focused. They're the more focused team. They're the more mentally stable team. That's yes. why they're going to go down the field and score. So you're just you're just saying that the word momentum is the wrong word usage. No, for momentum what they have. doesn't exist because if momentum because if momentum existed, if if that was a real thing, there's no way that the the Patriots come back, especially once they go up twenty eight to three. Like you could say. So you're saying the momentum can't be. You can't take. You can't turn momentum. No, you can't. If it if it exi- if momentum was a real thing, right? If that was a real thing, when a team you would never see comebacks. Like you would never see huge comebacks because at a certain point, like we've all been there, right? Like we play, let's just say church church league rec ball, right? We play rec ball and we have played, let's just say, um <laughs> we played like the blue team, right? Griffin's old squad. We play Griffin Squad, and Griffin Squad has given us the beats, right? Or we play like the the um the the college team, and they've given us the beats. But there have been times like we've played the game where you got kicked out for cursing. Man, why we got to talk about that time, <laughs> man? <laughs> the game you got kicked out for cursing. We were down big. Yeah, we have we make this huge run. We have this play where we think we have now. I think we were going to make it like a one point game, maybe yep. after if, you, if my brother makes the free throw. Yep. The referee calls the charge from freaking half court. He wasn't anywhere near the play. You lose it. Yep. Get kicked out. <laughs> get kicked out. And mentally, that was it. Like, that was it for us. Like, there was – there was it's the momentum wasn't stopped because, again, had let's just say we, we focus, we understand it's a bad call, we know it's a bad call, we recenter ourselves, take the emotion out of it, and let's just say we come back and win that game. Right? Because if – Again, momentum is a myth. It's about your mental mind state. It's about it's about how if you can focus and shut out all the extra noise outside and continue to do your thing. Talk to me, Trent. All right, <clears throat> two things. M- mo- the definition of momentum: strength or force gained by motion or by a series of events. Strength or force gained. And, uh, and we t- so we talk about science. Um, and you, you brought up our cars have momentum. When we're driving, it, it has momentum. It propels. But you know what also our cars have? Get up. Brakes. You can stop that momentum. Get up. And you can reverse that momentum. That that momentum can change. Get up. Yeah, I like that. I like what you're doing right there. I like what you're doing right there. So so the, it, it's not the fact that momentum doesn't exist. Get up. Momentum <laughs> you killing me. If momentum can change, momentum can swing. There can be a swing of momentum, but that doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. It so, means that that it has transferred its energy to somewhere else. I love the fact that I've basically hijacked the show to have this pseudo philosophical discussion. First of all, you stop the momentum. You don't have an out. You stop the momentum. Whoa, 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 whoa. But momentum doesn't exist. So what no, are you stopping? No, I'm, I'm going off of his definition. Oh, okay, I'm gotcha. going off of his theory. So he says we have breaks, right? The Falcons just didn't decide, okay, we won't score again, right? They just go, we, we're done playing. We're up 28-3. The game is over. We don't play anymore. Their, their defense was their breaks. <laughs> <laughs> their defense put a nah, hold on bruh. their success. Nah, bro, I'm telling you, you maintain good composure. Because, again, I'm with, like, again, last year's title game, I am convinced we go to overtime, Carolina wins. Because I'm, I'm 
we have all the momentum. Right. Right? But again, it went from all the momentum here to game over. Right? Because if that's the case, if Carolina has all the momentum, then they're able to get the stop. We go to overtime. We win the game because we have propelled all this forward motion, right? All this positive energy. No. No. It does not exist. It's Hit us up on Twitter. Tell us what you think. Yeah, tell us what you think. Let's move on because we'll keep arguing this all night. Because, yeah, I mean, I'm thinking about heat checks. I'm thinking about you've hit a few shots in a row. You have this rhythm about you. You have this. It's up here. It's up here. It's in your head. It's in You're your right. Head. It's momentum. That's it's in not your head. Momentum. <laughs> it's not momentum. It's, it's a mental. It is why people, it's why teams have therapists who tell them, think about making shots. Just visualize yourself making that tackle or hitting that home run or getting that strikeout or hitting that jumper. Like they go through these things to think these thoughts because it's not about momentum. It is about your mental mind state. Hmm. So anyway, something for y'all to think about. Y'all can hit me up, tell me if I'm crazy. So moving on, Carolina wins a game. Um, there was a bunch of things I wish I would have gotten on Facebook and posted because basically all the things I thought Carolina needed to win the game happened. But, you know, I won't bore you with all those details. Other than the one thing I can verify is I told Marcus after Saturday's game that they needed to spot Joel Berry up because of his ankles. All four of his three-pointers were hit from spot-ups. So, anyway, um, moving on. Aftermath of the championship game. Um, game was awful. Um, people who were complaining about uh, Kennedy Meeks being out of bounds on that jump ball. Go back five minutes before that. Gonzaga had a call where it should have been Carolina's ball out of bounds. They hit the three to take the lead. So if you want to take away the two points from Carolina, you got to take away the three points from Gonzaga. Um, greatest coaches of all time, Roy Williams, number two behind Coach K. What about Dean Smith? Modern, modern history. Oh, modern. Modern, 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 modern times, yeah. Um, I was going to say Wooden might have a um – Oh no, Wooden is not Wooden is the greatest <laughs> yeah. of all time. Wooden is the greatest of all time. I would think it would probably go some if I had to go greatest of all time, it probably goes Wooden, maybe then Dean, then Coach Knight. Yeah. Then probably Coach K. Mm. So I think it would go like that. But I think greatest coaches of all time are our greatest modern day coach, Coach K, Will Williams, Rick Patino, Tom Izzo, and then Jim Calhoun. What about Calipari? Nah, he hasn't. He hasn't racked up enough. He hasn't done. I mean, granted, he he is in my top ten because of what he did at UMass. I mean, he took freaking UMass to the Final Four. Yep. Um, what he's done at what he did at Memphis, mm -hmm. and then what he's done at Kentucky. Um, he is a. I think he is a great coach, but I would not put him ahead of Calhoun. Calhoun, granted, he had a lot of NBA talent, but I feel like he did less with more. The reason I have is what has Patino done lately? I mean, he won the title in twenty thirteen, bro. 2013. Oh, I, trust me, Tierra was in the hospital. I definitely they won a title. They beat Michigan for the yeah, title. Yes, they, they they definitely did. Wow, they um, beat Michigan for the title. That was that was the year. Yes, uh, it was. My dude, Trey Burke hit that jumper from like 35 feet away. First, first of all, overtime against first KU. First of all, disrespect is continuing <laughs> to happen. Get up. No, uh, I'm just helping you out. That was the year. That Trey was, Burke that was hit the, the year against Trey KU Burke. in shout, the regional final. Shout out to Jesse Abbey. I'm still not over that. Yeah, uh, and they beat. KU, but that's the what we say. Uh, go to the Final Four. That what was a less the, talented team. That was Kansas. the Kevin Ware uh, year. Um, you know, Kevin Ware broke his broke leg. His leg. That's what snapped his leg that, in the Final Four. Yeah. It was Elite Eight game. 
When yeah. Final Four is leaving. Um, yeah, it would have been Bruce really up. rude if somebody would have walked up to Kevin Ware while he had his leg broken, and if they would have just been like, "Get up, get up." <laughs> That's funny. Uh, so, so we not. So where is Bill Self in this? Uh, he's by himself at right about seven. So he he's not he's not top five. Seven. Self. Self. No. No. Like, are you serious? Get out! I can't believe you actually stopped the momentum. Of my rant to actually bring up Bill Self. I just stopped the mental focus of his rant. <laughs> <laughs> but yo, yo, uh, but nah, but nah. I mean, that's the top five. Like I, I feel like uh, again of modern day coaches. Yep. Um, so you know, y'all can hit me up. Let me know who who you feel I've disrespected. Calipari top ten. Self top ten. Bayheim right outside the top five. I had to look at his resume a little bit more deeply. Yeah. I know I know Roy Williams has been to more elite eights since he's been at Carolina than Bayham has been in his entire career. True. That's thirty plus years. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. So I don't know. I had to do some more research on Bayham to to see where he ranks. He might be in the top ten. He might be right outside the top ten. Um last couple of notes, UNC could be in big trouble next year. Um Kennedy Meeks graduates, Hicks graduates. Josh Jackson's out of here. Barry is going to probably test the waters. Josh um, Jackson? Yeah. You guys have a Josh Jackson too? Wait, what is is that his name? No, it's not Josh. You're right. I'm used to I'm Justin Jackson. Justin. <laughs> I like to think it was JJ. I was thinking, huh? Justin Jackson is more than is 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 gone. Side note, Justin Jackson was getting worked before Nigel Williams went, or Nigel whatever his name went down with that ankle injury. Well, not no, actually he wasn't. Um, he wasn't getting worked until like the very end when they started running an NBA offense. Like kind of gave him an ISO Paul Pierce. Yeah, they were going ISO Pierce a little bit because he was like free throw line extended on Man. that left side of the block, kind of getting his doing his thing. But um, shout out to the the. North Carolina defense, by the way, underrated. Meeks, not Meeks. Uh, Nigel Williams, Goss, Brooks, Dorsey, and the two Kentucky boys. They pretty much contained them. They didn't shut him down, but they contained them. Yep. Um, but Joe Barry's probably going to test the waters. They've are their backup freshman Tony Bradley has already put his name in the draft. He won't sign with an agent, so they could be like 2010 Carolina after they won the championship in 09, which oh, oh. yeah. Um, but again, I wanted to end the show by shouting out my team. Um, so I don't think anything you guys want to add to that or we can move on. No, 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 no. Rep your church. Rep your squad. Rep uh, your my church. side crunker than crunker than your side. Not wow. my side crunker than crunker. Hey. <laughs> um, wow. I, I had to throw one more KU news in there before we get out of here. Any more um, losses you want to bring up? Oh, uh, uh, Carlton Bragg is transferring from, uh, KU to, uh, undisclosed school at that moment. Good for him. Yeah, because he, he was trash at KU, so hopefully he goes somewhere and be great, like kind of friend camp at Wichita State. What if he went to Wichita State and beat y'all in the tournament to rack up another embarrassing Bill Self loss? That would be that would be pretty interesting. You know, you, y'all can leave now. All right, so because I forgot to throw the third song in there, we're going to have, before we close out the show, I just want to play this last song. Actually, I guess, can you play that as we close as the last song? So I could I could throw a song in the middle of the rant and where it was supposed to go. No, just put it at the end. But what I would that mess it, up? Huh? What would that mess up if you just threw it in the middle of something? 
the and momentum. we were on a roll. It would it would mess up the momentum. You're right. I'll put it at the end. So cool. backup QBs and momentum. Like we're gonna be arguing about that oh, for a long time. Man. But yo, so the last song I want to play as we get out of here, man, is um It's called Sufficient Fathering. <laughs> it is actually the title track from the EP Unfinished Resolutions. Get up. Um from the homies B Shot, Cartaz, Marcel, and they, they call, call me Sauce. sauce. Um, it's called Unfinished Resolutions from the EP Unfinished Resolutions. You can go and grab that album from any digital music outlet. Please buy. Do not stream. If you get it, if you listen and heard anything and like it and go pick it up, hit us up. Let us know you bought the album by hearing it on the show. We'll let the guys know. We'll make sure they plug it. Um, shout out to Roy. Roy is underrated as a coach, still underrated. Um, shout, shout out to, to the name Roy. It's an epic name. Shout out to Roy Nova. You yep. know, shout out to Roy Noah, formerly Roy Nova. known as Just B. Little bro, just, Roy, uh, uh, Roy Ward. Yeah, Roy Ward. You know, Roy just dropped um, his new single, uh, By All Means, um, on SoundCloud. So if you go search, I think, Roy Nova, you can find that. Shout out to Roy Ward, who's Playing going to be pool championship in the pool in championships Vegas? in Vegas. Next month. Um, shout out to my son, who just turned four. Hey, happy birthday, Ethan. Happy birthday, Ethan. We have a birthday party turn up on Saturday. Um, who else can I shout out here? Man, those kids—they just turn one age and then they just turn the next, and they just grow up fast. Oh gosh! Almost that, like there's so much momentum behind oh them. Oh lord, <laughs> this is gonna be a fight for the rest of my life. <laughs> um, but yeah, but shout out to the homie Trent for hosting us. Shout out to you for listening. Um, you can find the show antbreakers.net, iTunes, SoundCloud.com. Search us out on Twitter at Brands and Bars. Yep. <laughs> Search us out on Facebook by It's a Black and White Thing or at Brands and Bar. Shout out to the homie Trent, who always holds us down for Clear Ear Media. Um, I'm pretty sure there's an MMP podcast mentioned coming at some point. Nope. Uh, Nope. nope. I haven't recorded a new one uh, because, as I have mentioned earlier, I have started back work. And I am exhausted. I a working man now. Yeah. Um, so so yeah. shout out to you for hosting us, though. We appreciate, appreciate you, it, man. Um, shout out to the homies, B-Shock, Cortez, Marcel, and they call me Sauce. Yep. And shout out to you one more time. You've been listening to It's a Black and White thing, man. We'll holler at y'all next week. NBA, not NBA draft, NFL draft preview or some sort of that will be coming soon. I don't Get up. Know. We'll see. Get up. All right. Karate kid on wax, I'm Will Jr. Brown skin in the foreign land, still maneuver. Wax on, wax off, learn from the highest. Ancient history and knowledge older than the Mayans. Resolution so big, I be scared to try them. But if I don't, then life will turn me into Goliath. A loser, what will it take to move ya? Wake up and go get it, let your destiny look through ya. Show you who you really are, you better get to moving. I bet you go really far, look at it and go do it. Please take a chance to do life before death comes and dance with you. Yikes, listen, listen, it ain't that much that we asked here. You were supposed to start that thing like last year. Girl, you got something in your heart that's unfinished. And boy, I know it's hard, I'm a witness, but we all got unfinished resolutions, gotta get them done. Blessings keep falling, I'ma give you some. Still learning from the master, I'm Daniel's son. And we gon' keep it lit until the candle done. Unfinished resolutions, gotta get them done. Lessons keep falling, I'ma give you some. Still learning from the master, I'm Daniel's son. And we gon' keep it lit until.